재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Welcome back. It's a pretty short work week for almost everybody out there, and we're heading right into another weekend with Valentine's Day to boot. So every week we do this feature called TOS on TBS. TOS stands for Time Out in Seoul, and we help you with some suggestions for spending all of this free time creatively. We're joined by one of the editors of the magazine, Hana Yoon. She's going to tell us a little bit about some exciting Valentine's Day happenings around town. <laughs> Welcome back, Hana. Hi, Kurt. Yeah, so Valentine's Day. Are you into Valentine's Day? Uh, I I am in my own weird way, and it seems um, I'm the only one. <laughs> what, what what is that? There's a what lot is of your hate. weird way of being into Valentine's Day? I mean, I do think it's commercial. I do think it's all like feigned and fake. Mm-hmm. But I also like believe in that sort of commercial fakeness. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mildly resent the consumer industrial complex <laughs> telling me exactly how, when, and where to be romantic. But uh, I know a lot of people really kind of uh-huh. rock out on Valentine's Day. It reminds me of that song. If it's uh, the Paper Moon. song. How does it go again? Paper moon? Uh-huh. I'm afraid I don't know. Uh, I know it's only a paper moon, uh-huh. but I'll believe. I'll believe for now. I'll believe because he gave me a pink I, I know heart cake. That, uh, he <laughs> I know that those me. are not the exact lyrics, but right. yeah, it's something like that. Like, I know it's fake. I know it's just meant to be commercial, but I still think it's cute. Okay. So that's kind of me. And, you know, I, I kind of always felt that way, even when I was single and, you know, it was just me celebrating with friends. Yeah. Or, you know, like even when I had like a one-sided crush or something, I just think, mm, why not? Why not? Well, Korea... At least a certain generational demographic of Koreans really get into this kind of thing, right? Because right. there's not just Valentine's Day, but there's White Day, right? Yeah. And White Day is all about giving stuff to the women uh-huh. half of the right, romantic right. partnership. Which uh, it took me a while to understand because um, I didn't really know that that happened mm. until I came back to Korea. So Valentine's Day is a day when women normally get like chocolate-related gifts for men. Oh, really? And White Day, which happens on uh, March 14th, right? That's usually when men give candy-related gifts ah. to women. So Valentine's Day in Korea, men can just kind of sit back and wait for the chocolate? Well, I suppose so, except um, if my boyfriend does this. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the doghouse, right? Okay. Yeah. So apart from going and buying chocolate for your uh, significant other, what what is there to do here in Seoul on Valentine's Day? Well, I, and I want to I want to say, you know, the things that I'm going to talk about today, they're not necessarily Um, Valentine's Day. Not all of them, at least. You can do them other days. You can do them other days, and also you can do them with your friends. You know, just because it's Valentine's Day, I don't think it's exclusive to couples. Fair enough. Um, Just the way that I've celebrated before. And I think, you know, a lot of it is just having fun with the day, you know? Okay. Mm -hmm. Very good. Um, With that caveat in mind? Yeah, so the first thing I want to talk about is Uh, sort of a trend that's been happening over the past few years that I've noticed, which is uh, DIY stuff. So do it your yourself activities that have kind of popped up all over Seoul. Okay. Uh huh. Have you heard about this? Are we talking about crafts or something? Yeah, crafts or cakes or jewelry things. There's like joints that. where you can go and bake a cake together. <laughs> yes. I did not know that. Um, that sounds like fun, actually. I actually found out about this because my friend, who was in a relationship at the time, she brought over this huge cake, hmm. and then um, she told me that she made it herself. And a lot of these places, a lot of the DIY places, they exist near university areas. Okay. 
So uh, Hongdae or Taeyangno or Ide, uh, that's when you'll find a lot of these places. And I don't think I have to give a specific location because sure, sure. if you walk around, they're around, right? Yeah, there are a lot of them. And you, I presume you get expert guidance because if you, some people, <laughs> if they try and take on a cake uh, by themselves, uh, it can become a catastrophe. I think they make it very hard to fail because okay. they give you all their ingredients and they tell you how to do it and then they bake it for you, right? Very cool. Okay, so it's foolproof, roughly. Right. There is baking studios that do that, and I heard it's great because it costs less to make this cake than actually buy it from a bakery. Okay, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, because so you, uh, yeah, you're saving the labor cost and right. so on. Yeah. And um, you can actually write things on it that you like, like... Um, you know, oh, I, I was reading a funny Valentine's Day thing. So, like, you know, these days with the dating apps, one was like these new cards that exist. It's uh-huh. like, oh, I'm glad I swiped right. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> maybe that's something you can. Okay. Yeah, you, maybe you can write that on a cake if you like uh-huh. for Valentine's Day. Cool. That sounds uh, fun. For these things that you should definitely make reservations in advance, mm-hmm. especially for the next one that I'm going to talk about, mm-hmm. which is the DIY jewelry making. Oh, wow. So, do you know about couple rings? Couple, I no, I've heard about couple outfits and everything else. But, oh, uh-huh. um, couple rings are they? They're matching rings, right? They're matching rings. It's like, oh, we're not engaged, we're not getting married. We're but sort we're, of some. Yeah, no, no, better it's than more, some. It's more serious than that. Okay. Yeah, it's like we're an official couple ring. All right. Uh huh. Um, I didn't know that people didn't know about this, but when I was reading up on it online, uh-huh. uh, there were like some foreigners on a forum saying, "What is this couple ring?" And I realized, oh, people don't know what a couple ring is. Okay. Um, to me, the idea is pretty. It's Does not it have going, a particular look? Like it's each half of a heart or something like that? Or uh, no, not necessarily. It's normally like a silver band. Ah, well, uh-huh. that's pretty close to a wedding ring. Yeah, it looks it looks just like a wedding ring, except that it's not. Okay. Um, as expensive as one, hopefully. <laughs> Although I had a friend who um, had one that cost a thousand dollars, and I was like, yeah, "Wow, why um, don't you're you?" You're going to save those kind of costs, uh, you know. Just go for the wedding, man. <laughs> but um, you know, that's pretty unusual because they normally don't cost that much. Maybe like a hundred or two. Okay. Depending on how glitzy you want to get, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but this DIY jewelry making, it's these rings aren't as expensive. There's a range, so you can kind of choose the silver yourself. You choose the width yourself, and then you engrave something on it as well. Mm. Um, they go there and they show you how to do the whole process. It became really popular because these two Korean celebrities, Kain and Cho Kwon, mm. uh, they did it on a very popular TV series. So you know, um, I think after that, especially a lot. A lot of tourists started doing it as well. Got it. Mm-hmm. So this gives you sort of a uh, a way to deepen the commitment without taking the full-on plunge of an expense mm-hmm. of engagement and wedding and all of that. It kind of right. lets you go to the next level. Uh, yeah, well, couple rings is not something you can just do here. It's something you can buy anywhere. Mm-hmm. But I guess these days the fun is. They, to DIY yeah, 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 to make it. All right, good. So that's the DIY angle on Valentine's Day. What else have we got? Okay, so I guess... The thing is, I know, I wouldn't really do the DIY thing myself. Maybe mm-hmm. the cakes because I don't have an oven, but I wouldn't make the ring. Mm-hmm. So I thought about, like, what would I actually do on Valentine's Day? Okay, we're getting into Hannah's weird way of appreciating <laughs> Valentine's Day. What, what, what no, 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 it's not weird. Uh, it's actually something you can go with your friends. Uh, it's the newly opened D Museum. So this museum is only a few months old. Ooh. Have you heard of it? I have not. Uh, so it's uh, founded by the Tedim Cultural Foundation. So it's kind of an offshoot of um, the Teddy Museum. All right. Um, and 
They have their opening exhibition still going on right now. Whereabouts is it? Uh, it's in the Yongsan right? area. The Yongsan mm-hmm. area. Okay. Uh, this exhibition is called Nine Lights in Nine Rooms. It's called Spatial Illumination. Spatial Illumination. Uh, the exhibition showcases pretty much a variety of colors, sounds, and videos while focusing on lighting. Oh, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. So uh, participating in the exhibition are like a lot of big names in light art. Okay. Um, so I, I don't know how up-to-date you are with light I, art. I don't follow the world of light <laughs> art too much, but this would be a good opportunity to learn some of those names and to see what makes them distinct. Well, actually, uh, my coworker who wrote this specific piece and you know went, goes to all yeah. the exhibitions, she said that this one is pretty good because you don't really need to know a lot about yeah. art to go there. And it's, um, it's very play-friendly. So uh, participating in the exhibition are, you you know, some of these big names in light art. Uh, Carlos Cruz Diaz. And I think right now he's known as one of the world's foremost light artists. Okay. Um, Yeah, so a lot of big names in light art I think it's good for Valentine's Day because, you know, if you look at the SNS of <laughs> this exhibition, yeah. uh, the soft lighting of the exhibition really makes you look good in pictures. Aha. Uh-huh. So it's uh, very selfie-friendly. It's selfie-friendly. So, you know, if you want to go, you, if you want to appear in a beautiful light and have your photo taken in a beautiful light. Like a romantic vision. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's interactive, it's play-like, it's selfie-friendly, um, especially Carlos Cruz's, Carlos Cruz Diaz's work called Chromo Saturation. Uh-huh. I think that's the one room in which everyone really takes a lot of photos. Right. Um, and it's, it's, you can imagine it's a blank room with a lot of lights. Um, yeah, and you, know, you appear in these lights as well, like your shadow comes out. These lights, mm. so it's it's very fun. It doesn't necessarily require you to know a lot about art. Mm-hmm. It's happening through May eighth, right? So uh, you don't even have to go necessarily for Valentine's Day weekend. I just think it might be a fun thing to do. That's like not necessarily fake romantic. Okay, D Museum and uh-huh. Yongsan. It's called what? Nine lights. Uh, nine lights in nine rooms. Spatial illumination. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, that actually sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. All right, what's up next? Um, so I was thinking if that's for the art lover, maybe there's something we can offer for the music lover, mm-hmm. which is um, the Heian Secondhand LP Arcade, which is right here, right? Which is very right close to... Right near our studio. Right. Yeah, Yongdong. one stop away. Have you been there? I have not been there. No, I haven't even heard of that before. Oh, really? Do you own a turntable? Oh, no. <laughs> I've thought about getting a turntable. I've thought about it as well, and it seems like it's it's definitely making a comeback. Yeah. And I think uh, the writer GP, our writer GP, has a turntable, I think. He's at the cutting edge of hip, usually. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've um, we've done things on LP cafes, uh-huh. vinyl cafes before, and uh, I don't know whether it's just the power of suggestion, but the sound quality really sounds great in those, mm. in those cafes. And there's a different feel to listening to an LP, of course, that I don't even have to explain to our listeners. Mm. Um, but I think going to this secondhand LP arcade is really great, if, especially if you own a record player, really, yeah. because I think there's something nice about going through all these things together, talking about which what kind of music you like. Um, and they offer like a variety of things. Of course, it was much bigger in like the 1980s and before the shopping mall was... Before uh, the- the CD. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and also it was reorganized back in the early 2000s. So, I mean, they had a larger collection back then, but you can still go and kind of get that old-time feeling of the LPs. I remember buying, like, the Rare Collection Beatles album for a friend of mine, really? and he really liked it. 
and like us like listening to it together and just having that cover as well. There's something I really love about when you're when you play a record and just before the music starts, that little scratchy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, the, the, the anticipation of the sound. music, you know. Uh-huh. And I, I, especially if you're a music lover, it's nice to walk around here, um, show off your music savvy. Maybe mm-hmm. if you are a music nerd. Mm-hmm. And it's very a hipster thing nowadays to own <laughs> 10 or 12 LPs at home or more. You know, I learned that it's no longer uh, cool to say hipster. This is what I'm learning really? these days. Uh, nobody, Everyone... Nobody's ever accused me of being cool. <laughs> That's uh, something I don't have to worry about. Okay, so good. The LP Cafe, you can pick up, uh, I guess depending on who the artist is, it'll be either an expensive collector's item or a bargain thing. Right. But they're all secondhand. Mm-hmm. All right. uh, you can buy some records together, go home, cook some dinner and listen to it. I think that's a pretty perfect way to spend on Valentine's Day. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't have a record player and you are maybe celebrating a late Valentine's Day, uh, I think that this musician whose uh, first time to soul, like their band, is it's their first time to soul, it'd be great to check them out, Bon Iver. Is that how you pronounce that? I've seen that name written before. I, it's oh, Iver. Iver. Bon, yeah, Iver. Bon, bon Iver. I, I think it's a play uh-huh. on Good Winter, like uh, the French right, word has right. an H in front uh-huh. of it. Bon Iver. Nice winner. Um... So I, you know, I think his music is really perfect for a uh, little romancing. <laughs> okay. I've never heard it. I've just seen the name. Uh-huh. Uh, what kind of, is, is it a person, Bon Iver? Uh, well, Bon Iver is an American indie folk band. So it's a band. Okay. Uh, and they're fronted by singer-songwriter Justin Vernon. All right. Um, and they started back in 2007. Um, you know, they were doing really well. They won the 2012 Grammy Awards for the Best New Artist. And then they took somewhat of a very long break. Okay. So um, fans have been waiting for a long time. Um, I think they're best known for their song Skinny Love. Yeah, we're actually going to hear that a little bit later mm-hmm. on. But what type of music is it? It's kind of you said it's good for romance, so it must be kind of smooth, soft. Yeah, kind of like very, very soft rock, folksy indie rock. Um, quite emotional, I think. Um, although, yeah, you know, emotional is not really a genre. Uh-huh. But I think you know, it's a good, uh, it's a good like breakup music as well. Like mm-hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. you listen to it and you missing it's kind her of like, or missing him. Yeah, it's kind of like Adele in the sense, like you know. Yeah. When you're sad, it's a cry, romantic. but it's a good cry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so this front man, Justin Vernon, is is he uh, a sensitive guy? Yeah, it seems so. And he actually interviewed with Time Out Singapore recently because I wanted to interview him, and then it turns out they had snagged him first. Uh-huh. Uh, and he, you know, he kind of talked about how great it is to tour all over Asia because it's his, uh, it's the band's first time touring Asia, and you know, talking about going from city to city and. Wanting to make a deeper connection to each place. Mm-hmm. And it really reminded me of Expat Life. So I, I liked that interview. So, you know, if you're interested in the band, I think you can check out their interview on the Time Out Singapore site, especially if you're a big fan of theirs. Very cool. All right. And so he, uh, he's coming, or they, <laughs> yeah. the band is coming to uh, Korea. February 21st. Um, it's happening in Gwangjinggu. Uh, so it's not necessarily on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, it could either be a good gift to give tickets yeah. or you can have a late Valentine's Day because I know not everyone will celebrate Have a little that envelope day. on top of the box of chocolates, which has two tickets to uh, <laughs> Bon Iver in it. Right. Um, and I want to say, you know, you don't necessarily have to go with your boyfriend or girlfriend because I know um, some very pretty single ladies from my office going, um, oh, really? yeah. 
Okay. So maybe you can meet someone at the concert All if right. you are single. There's your opportunity. And after an hour of Bon Iver music, <laughs> right. uh, they're going to feel like they've been to an Adele concert <laughs> and uh, you can uh, be a, a shoulder for them to cry on. Just an idea. Yeah. All right, we've got, I think, one more option. Uh, for Valentine's Day to wrap things up? Uh, so I wasn't sure if I should recommend this one or not because they offer a program like a lecture program that's in Korean only. So I know that it might be hard for uh, you know foreigners that don't necessarily speak or understand Korean to attend this one, but I really liked it, which is going stargazing at Tonga Science Center. Mm. Uh, I didn't even know that there was a star observatory in Yongsan. This is a bit of a nerdy Valentine idea, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Not that I'm opposed to it. I think that's uh, good, but uh, yeah. So what happens is you go and you sit in on a lecture that tells you about certain constellations uh-huh. and where to find them in the sky. And then you go up into the observatory and you look at all these stars together. And you're, looking, you're not looking at simulations. You're looking at real right, stars right. at night. Uh-huh. Okay, so this must be out kind of, where is it? Uh, the Dongwan, this is... Uh, what, in what Yongsan. Really, Yongsan, uh-huh. I would think there's so much light pollution in that part right. of town. So I was like surprised that they had a science center there, uh, an observatory there. But apparently, um, they usually hold a lot of programs for children. And I don't want to get too into it because I think at one point I will talk a little bit more in depth about stargazing overall. Yeah, I think that's a great uh-huh. idea. I did, yeah, are there opportunities to do that, uh, multiple opportunities here in Korea? Uh, in Korea, for sure, for sure. But in Seoul, it's a little bit limited. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, this they're having this star, couple stargazing session. And if you look at their websites, huh. photos, it's like a lot of couples under blankets looking at the sky. So uh-huh. um, I think it's pretty cute. The event costs 35,001. It's in Korean only. But I think either if you know already about constellations and you want to go see some stars, or maybe if you understand Korean, this is a great event to check out. I'm quite surprised that anybody sitting outside in Yongsan can see any <laughs> stars in the sky. I would think there's so much competing light, but these guys must know what they're doing if they're yeah, offering a yeah. stargazing event. And uh, I was reading some, you know, blogs in Korean and one in English about it as well. And they were saying, you know, it's really like the hidden treasure of Seoul because I had never heard about it either. Yeah. So mm. the Science Center is in Yongsan. If you want to learn more about the right. event, where do you go? Uh, you have to register online at star.tongascience.com. All right. Mm-hmm. Which of these events, Hana, is uh, the one that you're most inclined to do that you've talked to us about? Uh, probably the spatial illumination one. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's it. And that's going uh-huh. on for the long, right, longest time right. consistently. I would love to go to the concert, but I think I might have to work. <laughs> yeah, the so, concert seems... Hwangjin-gu. Uh-huh. Uh, right. Is that, uh, th- is that within Seoul or outside of Seoul? I'm, I'm uh, familiar. It's, it's within Seoul, but it's maybe not like central Seoul that we are normally familiar with. So you've got to make a little bit of a special trip. Mm -hmm. Good variety of options here, from the artsy (laughs) to the musically inclined to the the nerdy at the Science Center. Uh, Have you already decided what your Valentine's Day plans are? No. No? Um. Are you going to wait to be surprised? Maybe. (laughs) You better bring listening. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Good. All right. Well, that's all we have time for. Hannah, thanks once again. Excellent ideas. Thank you. All right. We'll see you again. That will bring TOS on TBS to a close, as well as today's edition of Koreascape. The show is produced by Christina Saul with associate production by Jamie Lee. GP1 is our writer. I'm Kurt Asian. Remember to follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Koreascape is the handle. And we're going to go out today on that music we talked about, Bon Iver and kind of their signature tune, Skinny Love. Tune in tomorrow. We'll be back with People in Seoul. Enjoy the song.